Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You don't always have to like him. But you have to respect him. The Roy Green Show continues. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. Lots to talk about this hour that have to do with uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, tonight's debate, and an American citizen who's going to vote for Donald Trump. She emailed just a couple of days ago. She's standing by to join us on the line. And then at the end of the hour, John Zogby, national pollster in the United States, will join us and talk about how maybe Mr. Trump's 2005 video may affect his chances I'm just reading uh, from the New York Post today. A new poll out Sunday morning backed Trump's premise that uh, he continues to garner support. Most Republican voters are standing by their man in the wake of a crude video published Friday um, by a married Trump bragging about groping women. While 70% of Democrats say Trump should end his White House bid, just 12% of Republicans and 13% of female Republicans think Trump should quit. And that, according to a political morning consult poll, which was conducted right after the video was published Friday. Have a listen. We're going to play about 50 seconds now of Donald Trump apologizing. Listen. I've never said I'm a perfect person, nor pretended to be someone that I'm not. I've said and done things I regret, and the words released today on this more than a decade-old video are one of them. Anyone who knows me knows these words don't reflect who I am. I said it, I was wrong, and I apologize. I've traveled the country talking about change for America, but my travels have also changed me. I've spent time with grieving mothers who've lost their children, laid-off workers whose jobs have gone to other countries, and people from all walks of life who just want a better future. I have gotten to know the great people of our country, and I've been humbled by the faith they placed in me. I pledge to be a better man tomorrow and will never, ever let you down. WikiLeaks, uh, just as you know by now, released some uh, emails from John Podesta, the um, senior advisor to Hillary Clinton, they're now saying the campaign is saying that the emails are, you know, fake. But one of the alleged comments is from Clinton in uh, in an email, and uh, that she from a speech that she made to a Brazilian bank. My dream is a hemispheric common market with open trade and open borders, sometime in the future with energy that is as green as and sustainable as we can get it, powering growth and opportunity for every person in the hemisphere. The Mail Online in the U.K., two decades after her 
affair with Bill Clinton. Jennifer Flowers reveals they'd be together now if it wasn't for Chelsea, and how their 12-year affair made Jennifer Flowers one of the most high-profile mistresses in America. Now, two decades later, after they split amid scandal, the former news reporter from Little Rock, Arkansas, wants to sit down and talk with Bill Clinton. In an exclusive interview with Mail Online, Jennifer has spoken of her deep regret at turning down Clinton's pleas to talk some eight years ago and revealed her belief that they would still be together today were it not for the birth of Clinton's daughter, Chelsea. She said, we have some unresolved issues that it would be nice to sit down and talk about now. He was the love of my life, and I was the love of his life, and you don't get over those things. That's from Jennifer Flowers. What else have we got here? Oh, we've... The Breitbart has released a video, and I just put it on Twitter, finally able to post it on Twitter. You can take it and you know for what it's worth and listen. Um, Paula Jones, Juanita Broderick, and Kathleen Willey, three women, who accused Bill Clinton of sexual assault, of rape, and their fear for themselves if Hillary Clinton becomes the president of the United States. I mean, this isn't about politics anymore. This isn't about the leadership of the United States. This isn't about issues that affect the country. This isn't about what we would expect from an election some 30-odd days away from when Americans finally vote after two years of electioneering. Marilyn is an American who lives in Canada. She's voting on November the 8th. And uh, we've been emailing back and forth. And the last email that I received from Marilyn was that she intends to vote for Donald Trump. Hi, Marilyn. Oh, hi, Roy. It's good to talk to you. Thank you. It's lovely to talk to you, and, it, and, and, and everything just gets hotter and hotter. Well, doesn't it? And how? before I ask you how you will eventually vote, because in your initial email to me, you wrote that it was your choice was between the bully and evil, mm-hmm. which I found an interesting description. I've run it by a number of people, and they've raised some eyebrows and said, yeah, I can see why she'd feel that way. Um, how do you feel about this dump of accusations of sexual impropriety, of, um, you know, videos here and videos there, the video from Trump yesterday, the video on, uh, on Breitbart today? How does that make you feel as a voter? Well, um, I, I still feel it, it is a choice between uh, the, the bully and evil. And uh, this, it, it's interesting, the timing that the Washington Post uh, let loose of the video right before the debate. Yes, and they were apparently not willing to wait. NBC, I read, NBC was holding on or holding off releasing the video because they were checking with their lawyers to see if they were had any legal issues. Mm-hmm. And the Washington Post finally said, we're not waiting any longer. We're going to release it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I would imagine it was to be released specifically before the debate so uh, Hillary's side could get their licks in. So how does it make you feel as a woman when you hear the comments well, that Donald Trump made? It's, it, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. It's not surprising. And it also seems that uh, Trump and Bill Clinton have more in common than before, and I'm sure it's not surprising to either one of them. So it's this, this is... This is the way I've, I've heard that men talk among themselves when they know that women aren't around. Uh, we don't like it, and especially men who are over, you know, 60 or, or so, 
but um, younger men are, are learning that it's not the way to be. It's a very unfortunate system. It traps everybody. It traps men. It traps women. I think it's the same kind of mentality that trapped Gian Gomeshi and, and the women who accused him because people really don't have a choice. And in that video, you have uh, Trump and the fellow who was with him and the woman who was there, in a way, she was an enabler going along with it. Well, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, you've said a lot of things here, and it brings me back to a headline that I read earlier today, that only men are going to be able to stop other men from speaking this way. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. so, so what I was going to say today, and I'll say it now with you on the air, mm-hmm. what I was going to say a little later in the hour was, any man who agrees that with, with, with the, the Donald Trump's statements on that video mm-hmm. are just locker room talk. That's no big deal. Right. What, he, what he said, then there's been guys who've sent me emails saying, get off your high horse green. You've been in locker rooms. You know these things are said all the time, not with me and not with my friends. So what I was going to say to these people are is, guys who feel there's nothing really um, you know, to, to be objected to other than it's locker room talk, I was going to say, I want you to make a fist. And then I want you to extend your index finger. And then I want you to place your index finger on the scan button on your radio. And then I want you to press the scan button. And then I don't want you to come back anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say then. And I've said it now. Now, I'm glad you call or got in touch with me. I'm glad that you're going to share with us who you're going to vote for. And we're going to wait a couple of minutes to get that information on the air, Marilyn. Okay? Okay. Hold on, please. Marilyn is in Toronto. She's an American who will vote on November the 8th. The way Trump spoke on that video is not the way friends of mine and I ever talk. Yeah, I've, I've said some inappropriate things. I'm a big boy. But I would never speak that way. Never speak that way. And I told you two young men when they would go out on on dates before they went out on dates. Now remember, you're going on a date with a person. And then there's Clinton. Impeached. Bill. I I still can't believe that guy got up at the convention and spoke so (sighs) lovingly of the wonderful relationship he's had and has with with Hillary. Bill, we weren't asleep, okay? And now we've got Juanita Broderick and Kathleen Willey and Paula Jones on Breitbart on a video saying he raped them. What's the debate going to be about tonight? We'll come back with Marilyn and hear how she's going to vote right after this. Roy won't take no or no comment sitting down. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Hey, when you're a star, they let you do it. There he is. And, uh... According to at least one poll, there's no real political damage to Donald Trump for that uh, that video. Marilyn in Toronto, Canadian, or at least American citizen, voting in Canada for whom? Marilyn, who gets your vote? Well, it's n- not so much a vote for, but a vote against. Um, between Hillary and Donald, 
it would go go to Donald just because basically I don't want Hillary to get in. There it is again, a vote against instead of a vote for. Mm-hmm. So you choose the lesser of two evils yep. as, as you as you define it. How difficult was it for you to make the decision? And how long period of time, over how long a period of time did you make it? Um, it was very easy. Um, back in, uh, after the last election, I knew at that point it was going to be a choice between Hillary and Jeb Bush. And that was in 2012. And that was pretty clear to me. And I said, I absolutely do. I don't want either of them, but I thought that Hillary would be worse. And it just continued. What would frighten you most about Hillary Clinton as president of the United States? Uh, World War III. Really? Mm-hmm. And what about Donald Trump? What does he bring to the White House? What will his positives be? Well, I hope he has the business experience that he appears to have. I mean, he has buildings all over the place with Trump on it, which means that the man has some decent business experience, even in spite of the people who he who say that uh, he hasn't paid them. But uh, I think he his focus is on jobs, money, the economy, which is all the same thing. Yeah. And that's and that's what the U.S. needs. Well, he uh, he leases out his name. He as most people here know, and you know for sure, mm-hmm. he doesn't own all those buildings. He just leases out his name, uh, and he makes good money on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you said World War III for Hillary, she's the one who's saying you should be terrified of making Donald Trump uh, giving him access to to the proverbial button. What makes you think that Hillary would uh, generate World War III? I think that she has the, um, the the desire for conquer and for war because whenever you have war, you, there's a lot of money to be made, a lot more. And with the Clintons, it's always follow the money? Yep, it's uh, the Clinton Foundation. When you talk to your fellow Americans in, in Canada, if you do, how are they prepared to vote and what do, what do you talk about as, as, as American citizens? Well, uh, we're kind, we're rather concerned about Hillary and all the lies. Um, she's just she's constantly lying time after time. She lies to Congress. Um, she's the biggest advocate for arming the the Muslim rebels in Syria. Um, and the Clinton Foundation, ten percent of it goes to charity, ninety percent goes to the Clintons. I've heard higher numbers, but <laughs> they've been from Rudy Giuliani. But uh, yep, and and if um, I think if Giuliani were a federal prosecutor, he'd do his best to uh, to indict her. You know, I have a feeling, and I said uh, about two months ago, and I actually said it months before that, but I said two months ago, that there's no way that Donald Trump can lose this election. So now, yesterday, when that video came out. Once again, the red flag went up for me, and I thought, well, this will do it. It's, it's over for him now for sure, and this has happened a few times. And immediately, while there was condemnation for what he said, there was still a significant amount of support for Trump as president. How significant do you think the debate is going to be tonight? And how significant will it be to you? Well, I, I don't know how significant it will be until it's over. <laughs> um, but... I think that the um, Democrats will try to focus as much as possible on that video, and they feel that it makes a big difference. But when you have a specter like Bill Clinton <laughs> and his sexual past, it's it's almost laughable that they try to bring this up. And there's, you know, this is what Trump said uh, 11 years ago, not what he did. 
Is it fair game for the Republicans? Is it fair game for the Trump campaign to now say, okay, you did this, you chose to release this video, now we have you on this and this and this and this, and we know that you were the impeached president, we know about <clears throat> excuse me, Monica Lewinsky, we have other material, we're going to release it all, but it'd be fair for them to do that now. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure there's a lot more, more material. You know, there's probably tons of similar material for LBJ and JFK. And, you know, it's just, this is, it, it's unfortunate, but this is what happens. The triple X rated election. Mm-hmm. Another one, yep. Marilyn, thank you very much for uh, for joining us. Can we talk to you again before November the 8th? I'm sure other things are going to happen. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of like the, uh, an ongoing soap opera. Well, it is. And I'd like to, like I said, I'd like to speak to you again and, uh, and have you share with us your thoughts on whatever we haven't experienced yet. Okay, very well. We'll stay tuned to the next chapter. Absolutely. Thanks thank for the you. time today. Bye-bye. Here's Marilyn, Toronto, American citizen, going to vote. Trump. <laughs> I'm looking for something here I want to read you before we have to take the break. My number is 888 888-225-8255, 888-225-8255, 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400. And my number is, uh, that's the number. The question is, is this video, the one we've been talking about now for a day and a half, the world has been talking about for a day and a half, is this going to derail Donald Trump? You know, so many of his supporters within the GOP have now turned their backs on him. I'm not, not talking about insignificant people. I'm talking about people who have significance. Now, Paul Ryan hasn't, at least not by, by the time I got on the air. And um, the leader of the Senate, his name, I'm blanking on the name for a moment here, Mitch McConnell, he hasn't turned his back on Donald Trump officially yet. But is this going to cost Donald Trump the election? Or does this just open the door for the Trump camp to fire back and unload whatever they have that we haven't seen yet or heard yet about Bill Clinton? Would that be fair politics, fair game for them to do that? There are very serious issues that are developing in the United States that a president of the U.S. is going to have to address. Is either one of these people going to be able to do that? There are so many questions. 888-225-8255-416-870-6400. The number is for me to, for you to call me now. I just, I'm, I'm, I was looking for the all-encompassing question. And it's really just as simple as, would you vote Trump or would you vote Clinton? Let's bring it down to the nuts and bolts, brass tack, bottom line, end it question. Would you vote Trump or would you vote Clinton? And then if you choose to, you can tell me why. And you can add on to what you want to say. But right now at 888-225-8255, and I'll ask my call screener not to screen. Let's just, let's just hear the calls as they come. 888-225-8255-416-870-6400. Would you vote Trump? Or would you vote Clinton? And if you're an American citizen, and we have Americans listening in the U.S., same question to you. Will you? For who will you vote? We'll come back. 
standing up for the little guy for the greater good. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Okay, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, Let's see, on Twitter, at the Roy Green Show, would you vote for Clinton or Trump? Clinton, because Trump represents racism, sexism, and cruelty. And uh, Greg, who I know is in the Chicago area and uh, follows me on Twitter and contributes, keep this in mind, the moderator for the POTUS debate this evening raised campaign funds for Hillary Clinton. Biased is the question. And I'll check one email, and then we'll get right to your calls. Uh, Claire, this is the last email that came in. Claire, I'm so tired of hearing about Bill. Get the heck over it. He's not running for president. Hillary is, and I say go Hillary. We have a winter home in the U.S., and I can tell you that the folks I know have more support for her than Trump once and for all. Stop bringing Bill Clinton into the picture. Claire, he brought himself into the picture If Bill Clinton didn't want to be part of the election campaign, he shouldn't have been out there pushing for his wife. He invites memories. He invites comparisons with Trump. Let's go to your calls. And Sean, we'll start with Sean in Brampton, Ontario. Sean, thank you for your call. Hi. Hi, go Uh, ahead, please. I would vote for Hillary Clinton. Um, She has the experience. Donald Trump as president of the United States would be very chaotic, very troublesome. Like what Rob Ford had here as mayor, this time it'll be like on steroids. Let me ask you a question. When I hear vote for Hillary, Hillary Clinton because she has the experience, what exactly does that mean? Because I could show you that tenure, that, that time when she was Secretary of State, and some pretty awful things happened while she was Secretary of State. What does it mean she has the experience? This is where we go as Secretary. She was First Lady when Bill Clinton was President. Right. And she was a very active First Lady in the administration. She has built up a lot of connections over the years. Uh-huh. She ran against Obama for president, but she lost. Then she was Secretary of State under Obama, and Obama allowed her to gain a lot of experience. She has made critical decisions, also in the decision to kill bin Laden. She knows a lot of world leaders all over the world. And she has a more stable mind than Donald Trump. All right. Sean in Brampton, making the case for Hillary. Let's keep moving along here. Go to Edmonton and Jason. Jason, thanks for the call. Go ahead, please. Hi. Hi. Um, To me, this election kind of points to the flaw of democracy as a whole. And the flaw of democracy is that... It's not the best person who wins the election. It's the person with the most charisma. Like, it shouldn't even be... I mean, I do not like Hillary Clinton. I think she is a bad choice for president. But 
I would rather see a monkey elected president over Donald Trump, because at least a monkey can't talk and open its mouth. Now, Honestly, have you felt this way? Have you felt this way about Trump consistently or just well, recently? You, I'm not sure. You must know that there is a book recently released about Donald Trump that shows his connections with the mafia. Well, well there, nobody, there's, there's nobody been a lot of there's been a lot of talk about. There's been a lot of talk about you can't do construction projects in Manhattan or in in New York City if or you don't have some sort of if you don't have some sort of agreement with organized crime. But if you're going to be that type of a person, you can't be president. That's the point. If you're going to if you're going to compromise your values to that extent, then you can't be the president. We're, why are we honestly? What about, about what? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to be cast as the in the role of the defender of Donald Trump. But there's a litany of issues with with Hillary Clinton. The lying. There are. Let's start with the lying. Well, they both lie, though. But at least she's not making. At least she's not telling them that they're going to build a wall across Mexico and make the Mexicans pay for it. Like, come, like. Okay, you're making my head. You're making my head hurt with the segues here, but <laughs> it's going to be Clinton as far as you're concerned. Now, really, do you think she's going to win, or do you think Trump will win? Well, that I really, the American people are just dumb enough to elect Donald Trump. So oh. I certainly do not put it past them. That, that's going to go over well. The American people are dumb enough to vote for Donald Trump. Well, we were dumb enough to vote for, you fill in the blank, blank. 888-225-8255-416-870-6400. going to see if I can get my brain to be in some sort of coordination with my mouth today. Jonathan's in Toronto. Thank you for the call, Jonathan. Go ahead, please. Thank you very much, and happy Thanksgiving. Uh, yes, and to you, too. Yeah. Thank you. And it would definitely be uh, uh, Hillary Clinton all the way. I would have to vote for Hillary. Uh, and that just, just comes from the standpoint that it is kind of like looking at uh, it's, a, it's the obvious choice. I can't believe that Donald Trump has come as far as he has and has the support and the value. It doesn't make sense to me that he has the significant backing that he does. Uh, I thought he would have been turfed long before the video, the release of this video, and uh, just just because of the way he thinks, the way he uh, his beliefs. Every time he opens his mouth, he's saying something. Um, and then we were just hearing the the top level of it. I'd really like to, to see what we don't know about him. But you you do understand that. The support for Donald Trump is not necessarily the sort for Donald Trump. It's not just a focus on Donald Trump. This is what's been going on for a number of years now, for at least three or four years, I've been saying on this program that there is a, a movement growing, that there is a this, this, for lack of a better word, sort of a populist push. And that's what delivered Brexit, and that's what may deliver the White House to Donald Trump, because people are so damned fed up with the status quo in politics that they will turf someone out or turf out a perceived um, you know, in the bag politician just to get something different. And that's why I, you know, I'm going to lean back to, to Trump as, as winning for winning this thing. Not that I, not that there's, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I'm glad I don't have a pencil in my hand on November the 8th, but I still, I'm of the feeling that he's going to win this. I, I agree with you a hundred, you know, taking another look at it for me, a step back, I think it would just be beautiful in my mind to see that we have a black president of the United States for two consecutive terms, and then immediately following that, the U.S. has their first female president. I think nothing speaks to the rest 
of the world, like the leaders of the free world, saying this is what we're doing. That's just at a, an optics level. Nothing, you know, all else uh, taken aside. Because 50 years ago, if you had said the U.S. is going to have a black president, and right after we're going to have the first female president of the United States, people would have laughed. They said there was, there's no way in our lifetime we would ever see that. So from that alone, I would like to see it, regardless of the rest of the facts. If she starts World War III, well, at least we saw something we didn't think we'd see 50 years ago. Thank you for the call, Jonathan. I appreciate it. There certainly would be a significant optics issue, and uh, that would be talked about in a major way globally, a black president and then a female president. It all comes down to November the 8th, and tonight... The debate tonight is going to be significantly important, and Mike Pence has been holding his fire. He's criticized Donald Trump, he, uh, but he's been holding his fire, and there's some thinking, and I read this several places earlier today, that uh, Donald Trump's performance tonight, if he just really disappoints or says something that is way out of line, then Mike Pence may decide to just walk away from the vice presidential nomination as early as tomorrow. I just read that in a few places. Is it speculation? More than likely. Frank, but it's, but you know, is it possible? Frank uh, in Ancaster, Ontario. Hi, Frank. Yeah, well, you know, if you want to put it that it's possible, but I'd say that it's very, very remote that he will, particularly after what we just learned. Now, one thing that I haven't heard much of from all the press, and I want to mention one thing, too, Roy. Don't be uh, smokescreened by what you see on TV and all of his rallies. Sure, the only people are going around with him. I mean, they're at a minority. They really are. Mainstream America, Roy, what I want to bring up is this. The president of the United States is the biggest role model that anybody in their country can have with regard to their youth that's that's coming up. Families in America, many, many, billions of them, not billions, I'm sorry, millions of them, are looking at a person that is going to be the worst thing of an example they could ever. They thought that Richard Nixon was bad. Come on, let's get straight. No, here. no, no, no. They did not think Richard Nixon was bad. He was a, again, he was a weak choice, but he won with seventy-two percent of the vote oh, wait, in. No, no, no. Wait a minute. After he was impeached, and when he was impeached, he did something wrong there, and they they well, were that just was disgusted the Watergate issue. No, yeah. this guy Trump. He's it, look look what he's coming up with, and you know he's always on the defense. And getting back to the experience, what political experience? If it means anything, does he have? Well, Absolutely Barack zero. Obama arguably didn't have very much political experience either, Frank. He was a community organizer and then a two-term, or at least a one-term, two-year junior senator from the state of Illinois. I have time for one more call, then we're going to talk to John Zogby, national pollster in the United States. So we'll squeeze Marianne in from Toronto. Hi, Marianne. Hi, yes. I'm on board. I think that Donald's going to win. I don't think he's polished, and I think Pence made a very good point when he said he was not polished. They have advisory, so you know what? He can he can brush up on that. He's an excellent negotiator, and I think he knows how to present himself. Yes, he's harsh, he's brash, but then, you know, I look at these other politicians that actually conceal, really, what they're really feeling. A lot of them may even be racist, but they just want to create this image. And if you look at the history of all the other politicians, look at the scandal. I mean, you mentioned one of them. I think it was Kennedy, and then the other one, Jay. What's the other one, Jay? Someone went, uh, uh, mentioned another one, but there's several other politicians. Well, there was Nixon. That, there was Nixon and Watergate. No, but there was another one, Jay, and I think there's uh, the, the initial B. There's a lot of scandals in. So why are they thinking that Donald Trump is not going to be able to become the president? Look at Clinton. I mean, he had oral sex. He had scandals. I mean, this other person that was on the phone just now said, you know, they're supposed to represent for the for the youth. Well, how did Clinton get by with that? 
So, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. We're talking about can you present yourself, can you be an excellent, excellent negotiator, and look at the deal that uh, uh, Clinton made with Iran. One point, what was it, $1.5 billion? I'm, my, head, you know, my head is spinning with all of these stories, and I look at them all, and I know I'm never going to get them all on the air in a one-hour segment. So one more question for you. The video release yesterday, what impact did that have on you as a woman? It didn't have an impact because, again, he's, 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 he can get polished on that. I think if he gets an advisor to say, you know what, watch your mouth, and, you, you know, he is what he is. I want to know how he's going to represent negotiating, and this is what's going to be important. What's he going to do for the immigration? Um, you know, the- okay, so it's Donald Trump for you. Absolutely. No question. Absolutely, because I think the other co- politicians conceal really what they're feeling, and they're and they're con artists. And, and, and we've okay. had many, so this many is, examples. So this is so this Marianne is what really fundamentally is the issue, and that is people are fed up with the status quo. Mm-hmm. They're fed up with the insider trading in politics, as mm-hmm. it were. They're fed up with having the same people get up and lie to them, mm-hmm. and then lie again, and then not even work on you know fulfilling. The most basic of their lies. It's that's right, and I want to make one all more giving point. Me a headache. Donald Trump made a very good point when he said Clinton had experience, but bad experience. Okay, and I, Marianne, I know I for go. a fact that there's a lot of people that are educated, and and I'll let tell you some people that have experience through life, and that's that's Donald Trump. Marianne, I have to run. I thank you for the call. I thank you very much for your call. Um, just reading one email and random. Here to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. I think what is missed here, and this is the uh, the video, it's not locker talk he's describing. It's his own behavior when he had the power of being a star. What will he do with ultimate power of president? You can email to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. When we come back, pollster John Zogby will join us from the United States. What are Americans telling him? Stick around. 